Are you tired of being ripped off? Tired of not knowing how to get things done? Are you ready to do more? Be more? Then get ready to reclaim your independence. Reclaim the knowledge that is typically passed down by your father and grandfathers as it's been done for generations in this great country. Get ready to become a reclaimed American. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reclaimed American Podcast. So this show is number 11, and we are going to be going over relationship goals. Officially, I'm titling this the Anniversary Edition, because over the last weekend, which would be April 27th, uh, my wife and I hit our 17-year anniversary. And yeah, so 17 years, going strong, and I've got no complaints whatsoever. Um, I mean, no complaints whatsoever. I mean, don't get me wrong. Things have not been all freaking lollipops, unicorns, and rainbows. Um, you know, in, in our 17 years, we've had insane ups. Well, maybe not insane. Yeah, it was kind of insane for where we were living and how much money we really should have been spending versus how much we should have been saving. So, yes, we've had insane ups. We've had rock bottom downs. And through it all, we're still together. So, let's start with how we met. Um, we actually met online. Uh, this was October of 2001. We... Started out as pen pals, basically. Uh, we were both on some website that uh, was supposed to be for friendships and, you know, pen pals and just, you know, chatting kind of stuff, right? And so in my profile, I had that I was from Lake Hills, Texas. And that's where my dad lives. And after I got out of the Navy, I went back to dad's house. Lived there with him for quite some time, got, you know, whatever jobs I could find, and, you know, life was going pretty good. I was working for a pharmaceutical company, and we built, or built, we made bulk pharmaceuticals, you know, calcium supplements, and during that time, you know, like I said, I was on a friendship pen pal site, and so one day I get this message from someone saying, where is Lake Hills, Texas? That's all it said, as far as I can recall. And so I replied. You know, I told told this person where Lake Hills was, about 45 minutes northwest of San Antonio. And we just started chatting back and forth. Um, you know, it was one of those, she'd send a message, I'd reply. Sometime the next day, I'd get another message. And then we got to where we were actually, you know, just chatting back and forth on the computer because this was before smartphone the smartphone revolution okay we didn't have instant messenger in our hand on a device where we could just chit chat back and forth so this is the dark ages kids so yeah so we just started messaging back and forth and then we went from that to we actually started talking on the phone a little bit at that time, we both were seeing people, so it wasn't like we were totally like, oh my god, I love you, you know. We, we weren't doing all that shit. Um, we were literally just talking, you know, two people talking. We'd never met each other before. We made it clear in the beginning we were both seeing people, 
So that's all we wanted was just someone to talk to. And that's what we did. Well, then Christmas and New Year's comes along. And shortly thereafter, both of us found ourselves to be single. And I was coming to Houston in February for my nephew's birthday party. He was turning four years old. Or was it three? God, I don't remember. Anyways, he was turning something really young, okay? Um, so I came to Houston, and I told her, hey, if you want to meet up, because she was living in Houston at the time, if you want to meet up, why don't you get a couple of your friends together, and we can go someplace in public, like, I don't know, bowling alley or something. So sure shit, she got a couple of her friends to kind of act as chaperones, and we met at a bowling alley on what used to be I-10 and Bunker Hill. It was a AMF bowling center. Nice for the time. It no longer exists. It got uh, torn down, God, five plus years ago. They, they've been completely renovating that whole area. But anyways, looks really nice now. But no more bowling alley. But anyways, getting back into it. So we met that night. We went bowling all night, um, and at the end of the night, as we're walking out of the alley, or out of the bowling alley, I reached my arm out, you know, and she put her arm in my arm, so we're walking like arm in arm, down an aisle, and out of the blue, I just start going, dun, 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 you know, because I thought it was funny, oh, look, we're walking arm in arm, like, you know, married people, ha, <laughs> ha, and um, she just froze, she's like, what the hell are you doing, I'm like, what do you mean, we're just walking down the thing. And she's like, no, why are you singing that song? I was like, it seemed appropriate at the time. So, anyways, that's how we met. And so after that, we go back to her friend's place, talked for a long time. Her friend started getting busy in the other room, and we're like, oh, God, do you want to go for a walk? Yeah, sure. So we left their apartment, went for a walk, sat down on a bench somewhere and talked for God knows how long. Eventually, we go back to their apartment and... uh the the one friend had finally come back out. And she's like, oh, how you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, nothing happened at all, you know. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, we, we went for a walk. We could hear y'all. So, anyway, so that was uh, early February of 2002. After that weekend, I actually, I skipped the next weekend. I had stuff I had to do. But after that, I went back to Houston from San Antonio Every weekend until just before April 27th. I think kind of like this year. April 27th was on a Saturday. And so, yeah, for basically a month, month and a half, every weekend I came to Houston. Well, I was really taken by her. And I decided, you know what? I'm planning a road trip in May because my birthday is May 3rd. And guess what? That's the same day you should be listening to this episode. So, hey, happy birthday to me. So I'm like, all right, so I'm planning this road trip, right? And I would really love it if you could come with me and go meet my mom up in Indiana. So her immediate reaction was like, oh, my God, that'd be kind of cool. But my parents won't let me because we're not married my dad's a deacon in the church, and they would think that's a bit weird. So I'm like, hmm. So they won't let you come with me unless we're married. 
well, I, in my mind, there was only one logical course of action, right? And I'm like, well, fine. Let's get married. To which she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, come on. Let's get married. So she more or less is just like, all right, screw it. Why not? So we go. We talk to her dad. And, of course, her dad's like, you know, at first we were like, hey, I'm going in May to go see my mom in Indiana. I would love it if your daughter could come with me. To which his reply was, oh, no, you're not married. That that would be inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we'll get married. I'd like to marry your daughter. No, it's too soon because, remember, officially we have only been knowing each other for, let's see, beginning of February. Now it's uh, February, March, April. So, okay, two and a half months, I guess. And, um, actually at this point, I think we were still like mid-March, so a month and a half. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to marry your daughter then. And then she can come with me. And by this point, we had actually grown very fond of each other. Like to the point that I'm coming Friday nights, I'm driving my ass all the way to Houston from the north side of San Antonio. I stay with them over the weekend, you know, I'm sleeping on the couch, she's sleeping in her room, or so they thought, and um, then on Monday morning at like the crack of balls early, I'm getting in my truck and driving all the way to work. I, I was working in Bernie, which if anyone knows Texas, you've got San Antonio, and like I said, about 45 minutes north-northwest of San Antonio is Bernie. And Lake Hills is northwest. Bernie is north-northwest. But it's still about 45 minutes. And um, so I was driving from Houston at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, hauling ass all the way to my job. Sometimes I'd get there a little early, so I'd just sit in the parking lot and take a nap. Uh, other times I was literally pulling up right when I needed to be there, but that's how things went. Anyways, so going back to the story. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to marry your daughter. No, it's too soon. Let her come with me. No, not unless you're married. You know, it, I would have loved it if um, her, her parents primarily speak only Spanish. They're from Costa Rica. And I would have loved it if either my Spanish was better or his English was better because there, it was actually kind of funny. It's like, well, you're kind of tying my hands here, dude. One way or the other, this is going to happen. And it's either you let her or we get married. So, hey, we ended up getting married. So, let's see. Basically, every weekend for about two and a half months, I was coming to Houston. Uh, there was one time when her brother, he would travel sometimes between San Antonio and, or Houston, San Antonio. And he came during the week one day and he's like, Hey man, Cindy, uh, she, she made you something and I need you to come meet me at my hotel room in San Antonio. And so I can give it to you. So I go and I, I meet him at his hotel room and I'm sitting with my back towards the restroom because, and we're, we're talking and like out of the corner of my eye, I see movement in the mirror. So I turn around thinking, oh, crap, I'm about to get jumped by her brother and, like, a couple of his friends or some shit, you know. But, no, it was actually her hiding in the bathroom. She totally tackled me there on the bed. We all laughed, ha, 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 went out for dinner and whatnot. 
Um, I think that night I got pooped on by a bird. Yeah. Dark times. Mm, I'll tell you. Anyways. So, yeah, little things like that. But for the most part, we were pretty much only seeing each other on the weekends. Talked constantly during the week. And, uh, yeah. And then April 27th came around. Got married at my dad's house uh, with the Justice of the Peace. We had a friend of ours who was a photographer. She, oh, I say ours. Started off as my wife's and now she's ours. But anyways, um, had a photographer that was a friend of the family. She came out, she took pictures and actually made, she was freaking fantastic. Um, it looked like we weren't even at my dad's house. It, it's like we're in some garden area somewhere. She did a really good job with the photos and yeah, it, it was nice. And then afterwards we went, Lake Hills is kind of a small community. So after the initial uh, wedding and everybody, you know, hoorah and whatnot, we went down to the Civic Center and uh, we we had that rented for the reception, the after party, whatever that you call it. And yeah, so that's how we met. Then she lived with me out there for about a year. And then she started getting really homesick for Houston. And we decided, yeah, all right, well, I wasn't too thrilled with the job I had at the time. We had a management change, and I wasn't overly thrilled with how the department was being run. So, like, February, March of the year after we got married, so that would have been 2003, we decided we packed it up, and we moved to Houston. Waited till I got my income tax return, so we had a little something to live on until I could find another job. But that actually worked out pretty good. Um, we stayed with her parents. I got hired on with a guy doing soil sampling. Fantastic job. I worked like four days a week. I was making 45 grand a year. I was a total dumbass. We didn't save any of it. As a result, eight, nine months after we, after I got that job, we moved in with some friends who had a house right behind a nightclub. So we're like, oh my God, this would be so cool. We're going to live behind a nightclub. We can go there whenever we want because there was a private gate that went between the club and the house because the house was owned by the owner of the club. And so that was just kind of one of the little perks is we could go in whenever we wanted. But um, yeah, like a month and a half, two months, something like that, after uh, we moved in, I got laid off. So, total kick in the nuts. Um, that started the dark portion of our time. Um, the other thing also was that, you know, I was working during the day. So, being behind a nightclub, it was like party house every night. And that was actually starting to really drive me nuts. So, that was also the other portion of the dark times. And, yeah, I mean, they're at that point, my wife had friends that were telling her, oh, you should just get divorced, you know. People get divorced all the time. Chad's no good. Uh, he's an ass. You know, because I was, I was cranky all the fucking time. I was tired as fuck, working my ass off all day, come home and then couldn't sleep because of all the noise. So, yeah, I was a bit of an ass. So, yeah, so then once I got laid off, it was maybe another month until we more or less got kicked out. Because that's just kind of how it goes in a party house. If you can't make the make the rent, you get the boot. So, but we had met this guy through the club, 
that had a house out in the Highlands, which is out on the east side of town. And he's like, hey, man, I know y'all are getting kicked out. I know that's a shitty thing, but I've got a house you can stay in. It's not pretty by any means. That needs a lot of work, but, you know, just make make payments when you can. So we're like, all right, cool. So we go out there, we check it out. I was somewhat like, okay, cool, we can make this work. My wife, she was like totally on the opposite end of that. She's like, oh my God, this is a shithole. I mean, literally, there was like a foot of newspapers, magazines, uh, clothes, whatever, from all the previous basically crackheads that had lived in that house before us um, throughout the entire house. I mean, you couldn't open a, open or close any of the bedroom doors because there's so much shit everywhere. Thank God it wasn't literally shit, but anyways. But, you know, it's what we had. It was either that or we moved back in with my wife's parents, and neither one of us were, were down with that idea. So we move into this dude's house, and we start making it a house. And first thing is we totally cleaned the fuck out of the place, got everything off, off the floors, which were actually really nice hardwood floors. Um air conditioner put in the bedroom, you know, window unit because some of the previous people gutted the hell out of the place. When we first moved in, we were actually stealing power from the house next door, which was also one of his places. But before you go thinking, wow, this guy must have had some pretty nice shit. No, his dad worked his ass off all his life to buy literally an entire corner of this little community that, that they lived in. And that included three, four houses. Well, the house we were robbing the power from had actually fallen down in a storm. And it was just there, overgrown with trees and weeds and all kinds of crap. But the power box was still there. And the line coming from the utility pole was still connected. But they had taken the meter. So what we did is we just ran a power cord from where the incoming power was over to the, the, the fuse panel on our house and we hooked it up. So we had power. Now during the day when we'd leave, we had to disconnect it and hide the wires. But yeah, so like the first month, month and a half that we lived there, we were literally stealing power from the house next door. Now also it turns out his house, which was on the other side of us also did not have power so we ran a cord from our house all the way over to his house. So, yeah, that was something. A few months later, during a rainstorm, uh, he actually blew out the, one of the cord connections because uh, we probably weren't using the appropriate wire to do this. And, yeah, one of the connections got wet, and it literally blew up in the night. Thankfully, it just tripped a breaker on my side, but... He had no power until the next day when we could get out there and figure out what happened. Um, so anyways, yeah. So we lived in this house for a while. Made it home. Had quite a few little weird adventures in there. Um, dealing with poison ivy, which I'm highly allergic to. Um, so there was a couple of poison ivy events. Uh, we came home one night and it sounded like a waterfall in our kitchen because one of the pipes in the ceiling busted. And me being the good Navy man that I am, I'm looking at this water just pouring through the hole. 
and I tried to turn off the meter or the, the incoming water at the street, that valve was not moving for me. Um, so that also was one of my poison ivy events. So come back into the house, looking at the issue. I'm like, all right, I need to seal it. What would the Navy do? So I literally got a piece of leather from a checkbook that I had, wrapped it around the pipe, zip tied it in place, and then put a couple hose clamps on it to bind it down tight and seal the leak. And it worked until the day we left. Um, cause I wasn't about to fix that shit. Um, so yeah, then, uh, we moved out of that place eventually, got a better job, moved to an apartment, then to another apartment, then another apartment. And each time we moved, we also started paying more and more money for the places we lived. Finally, our, our last rental was a townhome and the owner of the place was weird, man. He had this thing in the contract that we signed that we didn't really realize how fucked up it was until he tried coming into the house at random times when he thought we weren't there for quote unquote safety inspections. But, um, yeah, he did that to our next door neighbor. He didn't realize she was home and in the shower. So she starts walking down the stairs naked as he's walking into the townhome. She starts screaming her head off. He starts screaming God knows what. And yeah, they didn't stay much longer and, that was actually about the point where we're like, you know what? We should probably move. And at that point, we were practically paying the mortgage on a house. So we moved into a house. So 2009, we moved into this place. And um, can't imagine going back to an apartment. Um, I will downsize to a really tiny home if I have to. But mm, can't do apartments, dude. Sorry. But anyway, so that, that's where we're at. We, like I said, we've had our ups and downs. When we're living at that house in the Highlands, one of our lowest points was the toilet did not work when we got out there. The sewer line was clogged and God knows what was clogging it. We were literally taking a, like, you know, for, for elderly that need assistance sitting down because they can't go down to the, to the height of a toilet and they got those like little walker looking deals with a shitter on them. We were literally crapping in one of those without the bottom and it would go into a bucket with, um, cat litter. And yeah, that, that was our low point. Thank God we've gone up from there. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so yeah, that it's been, it's been a ride. That's for damn sure. Um, you know, we've almost lost this house due to my own insanity and inability to pay bills at times. Now we're back to making payments and, uh, life is quote unquote good, you know, knocking on wood. But, uh, now our next step is moving on from here. Only God knows where we're going to go. But all I know is I love the woman that I'm with in, in life. There's going to be those ups and downs and walking away just isn't an option for some people. Like her and I, yeah, we kind of, we had, like I said, we had our ups and downs, but neither one of us wanted to go the divorce route. Um, one, her family doesn't believe in it. On my side, I mean, I know my mom's been, I think she's on marriage number four right now. And um, she's doing really well with that one. Um, they've been going longer than my wife and I have. 
you know, I'm glad she finally found that someone that, uh, they can both tolerate each other. But, um, we did not want to go that route. We stuck it out and we're still together. And, you know, everything is, there's, there's gotta be a certain amount of compromise because there's things that I do that I know drives her up the wall. There's things that she does that drives me up the wall. But at the end of the day, we still have fun together. We still love the hell out of each other. We still make love out of each other. You know what I'm saying? But, and honestly, that's one of the key, key components is you've got to truly love the person you're with. For whatever reason, when we first got together, I just, somehow I just knew. Maybe that's why the wedding song played in my, my head while we we're walking down outside, out of, God, while we were walking out of the bowling alley. Maybe that was just, you know, God putting that little, hey, dumb fuck, this is the one. You know, he put that in my head. And here we are, 17 years later. So, anyways, well, thank you for listening to my ramblings. Make sure you tune in next time. The next episode, I'm actually going to get back into some kind of maintenance advice. I've had two events recently that made me realize, you know, vehicle maintenance is super important. So that's what our next episode is going to cover is vehicle maintenance. Just the basics, you know, knowing how to do certain things. And yeah, so that'll be it. Make sure that you do me a huge favor, please. And leave me a rating and review. So whether you're listening to this on iTunes or Google Play or whatever your podcast player of choice is, please leave me a rating and review. That helps out massively for continuing the message and it lets other people know that hey here's a valuable thing that you need to hear and uh, make sure you share it with any family or friends that you think also need to hear this i've got uh, quite a few things planned planned for the future and i'm hoping hoping to keep this ball rolling to make those things happen but, uh, yeah, so you can listen to me on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and it seems like all the S's are covered on that one. Um, you can hear me on heroesmediagroup.com. Go to their show section, and you can find me there, along with many other great shows, by the way. Um, they've got a nice long list of different shows, different topics that you can listen to, but they also do more than just... They do more than just host podcast shows. Um, they're a full media outlet. So go check them out. They've got some news stories up, things that pertain to different communities. Um, but anyways, uh, I'm, I'm rambling at this point. But uh, so I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for stopping by and tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. If you're ready to do more and be more, Start by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play. Then join our community on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed American. And join us over on our website at ReclaimedAmerican.us. Music.